Welcome, welcome back to American Political Paradise Podcast, or if you're a new listener, welcome to this unique political podcast. Today, I'll be informing you about the upcoming, the very much upcoming election, election 2022 election day, and what it means and what's going to be happening all across election day, all across the country, and everything you need to know about it. So, with only... I believe with only 10 days left until election day, you need to be informed about what to expect, what kind of stuff to expect on on election day and everything related to it. So let's get started. How Elections Work by Zachary B. Worth and Ethan Cohen from CNN. What, whether you're the most hardened of political junkies or you're the only, or you only tune in every ever November to vote, it's always a good idea to brush up on some of the terms you hear thrown around during election season and remind yourself who is up for le- election and how CNN assesses, assesses these races. Here are the answers to some basic questions a lot of people might be asking. When, when is election day? U.S. elections are held on the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November every, every, every other year. Election Day 2022 is on November 8th. When, who can vote? Most American citizens who are 18 and over can vote. There are exceptions, such as for people who convict, convict, convicted of a felony, though they can vote in certain states. Does a voter need to, does a voter need to be registered? Voter registration is required in every state but North, North Dakota. The deadline for voter registration varies. Some states require voter for, require registration around a month before election day. Many now allow people to register on election day. Who can vote early? Most states are now offer some form of early voting, either by mail or in person. The rules vary by state. Which states vary by which states vote by mail? Eight U.S. states. California, Colorado, Hawaii, Nevada, Oregon, Utah, Vermont, and Washington, and Washington, in the in the North in the District of Columbia, mail every voter a ballot. Some others some others allow early voting for everyone, and, and the others require an excuse. Though almost everyone can do some form of early voting. Why are only a third of U.S. of senators up for election? Senators serve six-year terms, and in those, there are federal elections every two years. The seats are broken up to are broken up to three classes. About a third of the Senate is on the ballot every two years. The 2022 election features Class Three senators. And then the, the article says, "See the race ratings by by inside elections." Why are all the 435 House members up for election every two years? The House of Representatives is a piece of the federal government that is closest to the people. Putting House members up for election every two years allows voters more direct and immediate control of rejection of their government. What is a flipped seat or pickup? A flipped seat or pickup is one in the House or Senate that voters take from one party and entrust to the other party. Because of redistricting, nine House seats, including seven new seats, 
where there is no incumbent, and two when two incumbents are running against each other, cannot be classified as pickups for either party. Why does the number of gubernatorial races fluctuate every cycle? Each state treats its governor slightly different. 48 of the 50 U.S. states elect governors to four-year terms. Two states, New Hampshire and Vermont, elect governors to two-year terms. Most states, 36 of them, hold hold for governor elections in mid-term election years between presidential elections. Three states, Kentucky, Mississippi, and Louisiana, elect governors in off-year elections the year before a presidential election. Two states, New York, or New, two states, New Jersey and Virginia, elect governors in off-year elections the year after a presidential election. What is an incumbent? An incumbent is an, a lawmaker or elected official running for re-election. What is a special election? When a, when a senator retires, dies, leaves office before his or her term ends, the state's governor usually appoints a placeholder to fill the seat. Then there's a chance, often, there's often a chance for voters to have their say, usually at the next possible federal election. That's how Democratic Senators Mark Kelly of Arizona and Raphael Warnock of Georgia were first elected in 2020 in special elections and why in 2022 both men are running for a full six-year term. This year, there are special Senate elections in Oklahoma where, where Republican Senator James Inhofe will be resigning next year and in California where Democratic Senator Alex Padilla, who was appointed to replace Vice President Kamala Harris, is running, to, both, is running both to fill the remainder of Harris' term, which ends in January, and to win the next term. House members can, cannot be appointed, so when a House seat becomes vacant, there needs to be a special election to fill it. This year, there's a special election in Indiana to, in, in, in Indiana to serve the last couple months of what by Senator Jackie Wolowski's term. Wolowski died in August. What is ranked choice voting? A number of cities and states are experimenting with ways to give votes, voters more access to the political process and to potentially depolarize politics. Ranked choice voting is a system in place for most elections in Maine, in Alaska, with voters ranked for choices in order of preference instead of picking a single candidate. If no candidate gets more than 50% of the first place votes, the bottom candidate is dropped and the second choice of the voters who selected that candidate gets the, gets those voters, votes. That process repeats until a winner merges. What does... What does... What does estimated vote mean? Based on data, including turnout in previous elections, pre-election ballots passed or requested, and pre-election polling, organizations can anticipate how many votes are expected in a given election. An estimated vote, estimated vote can, or, can under or overestimate the actual vote. And the percentage percent, percentage. Reporting may move up or down through election night. 
depending on how these estimates are adjusted as analysts assess real-time data. As those estimates start solidifying, these can be used in predicting how many votes remain to be counted. What are exit polls? Exit polls are large-scale polls conducted by a consortium of news organizations among, among early and, and absentee voters and, and voters on election day. They are conducted as voters leave polling stations on election day in many of the states at early voting locations, and also by telephone or online ahead of election day to count for mail-in and early voting. What does down ballot mean? The top of a ticket is for race for the largest number of people in the state were seen by ballot. In president in a presidential year, those candidates are at the top of a ticket. Candidates in more local races are down the ballot. A candidate for house, for example, is down the ballot from a presidential candidate. It mayor mayors a mayor a mayor candidate or a candidate for mayor is down the ballot from a house candidate. How many CNN, how ma, how can CNN project a race without any folks in it? This is a task CNN takes very seriously. Based on previous election results, exit polling, recent opinion polls, early photo turnout, and other factors. It is sometimes possible to see that one candidate, one particular candidate, will win a race. If there is any chance of an upset, CNN will refrain from projecting a race. How does CNN make projections? Using a mix of, of many factors, including current and previous election results, real-time exit polling, recent opinion polls, voter registration data, and more, CNN's, CNN's, CNN's decision desk is frequently able to reliably project that a candidate has received enough support to win. It is projection, that, however, and not the final word. State officials and courts have officials say. What is a ballot initiative and how does the state decide to put on one the ballot? While most laws are passed by state legislatures or Congress, many states put some questions directly to voters during, election, during elections. These can range from issues like marijuana legalization to abortion to or tax measures. The ballot initiatives give, give voters Give voters a more active role in choosing the direction of the laws. Their laws. What are the CNN key ways, and who decides that? A key ways is a subjective term. Most politi- most p- politics watchers generally agree that only a subset of races, of races, or you know, like congressional races or senate races, is truly comp- competitive in November. And these are generally considered for key races. Political parties spend more money on these races and reporters spend more time covering them. Of the 35 Senate races Senate races on the ballot in 2022, the election forecasters at, at inside elections can consider three, three of them to be top, true toss-ups and another four to tilt towards either Democrats or Republicans. 19. House races are tr- true toss-ups, although many more could wind up being closely contested. Five government races are toss-ups. CNN decide the inside election ratings for Senate, House, and Governor. Key races can also be races that might less, uh, might 
be less comp competitive, but have broader implications of or feature especially notable candidates. What is the balance of, po of power? Political powers, political parties, excuse me, have more power than the, when they control the House or Senate by winning a majority in all of the seats in that chamber. The party in power controls committees that write legislation and decides which measures will get a vote on the floor. In the House, the party with, with at least 218 seats has a majority, and assuming it can unite behind one candidate, selects the Speaker of the House. And in the Senate, though, the party with 51 votes has a majority. How does the Vice President tiebreaker work in the Senate? The Vice President's official duty is to serve as, a, as President of the Senate, although few modern Vice Presidents have spent much of their time on Capitol Hill. In, vote, in votes where there is a tie, the Vice President can cast a tie-breaking vote. In the current Senate, where there is an even split of Republican and Democratic votes, two independents currently in the Senate, usually side of Democrats, the Vice President's tie-breaking vote also gives Democrats control of a control of a chamber. Where we know who wins on election day, don't count on as article says don't count on final answers in every race on election day on election night. With so many people voting early and by mail in so many close races, close elections, there's a good chance that it will take days or weeks to figure out who won some races. The margins of power in both the House and the Senate are close enough that it could take days to know who will have majority of seats. So as just some of the since that's just how elections work, I'll go in the article after another after another article from CNN politics card. How to tell if a, if a GP is heading for a landslide in the house. Published October 28th, 2022. How to tell if a GP is heading for a landslide in the house. Conditions are right for Republicans to win the U.S. US House of Representatives next month. So while the Senate control is still up for grabs, the discussion on House on the House side has shifted to just how large the possible new GOP majority could be. Republicans only need a net gain of five seats to win the, to win the chamber. They can get there just by picking up Democratic-held seats the former President Donald Trump won in 2020 plus others that shifted closer towards the GOP and redistricting. They can pick up even more seats by winning in suburban areas that deserve the GOP during Trump's presidency. Many of this year's toss-up toss -up races are playing out in the suburbs, offering a key test whether well-educated and more affluent voters who left the Republican Party in 2018 will come back now that Trump is out of the White House. The backdrop to these individual races is a national environment that would appear to be a boon to a GOP. Even after the Supreme Court's decision overturning Roe vs. Wade injected a heavy dose of uncertainty into the political landscape this summer, the economy and inflation remain the most pressing, pressing concern for voters, a dynamic that plays into Republican attacks on the party in power. Republicans also have side history on this side, since the new President's party 
often loses seats in midterms, especially a president with approval ratings like Joe Biden's. All these tailwinds are easier for GOP to take advantage in, of in the House races. Although these con- contests take place in 435 individual districts, they tend to be more nationalized affairs since candidates have less defined brands than senators. In part because of these natural con- na- national conditions, Republicans are also targeting some some districts that Biden would have won by double digits on the minute lines. But that's also a reflection of the gains they made in tw- 2020. The GOP needs to reach even deeper into, into Biden territory to find a Democratic-held seats they can go after. Democratic retirements open new opportunities across the map, including in places such as Rhode Island, giving House Republicans another firebird district to, re- to try to regain foothold in New England after being wiped out in 2018. These, those open seats are harder for Democrats to defend because they generally require outside groups to spend more money more to spend more than they would have than what they would have had to with to with an incumbent in various ways of money. Nationally though, redistricting benefited House Republicans overall. Though things turned out better for Democrats than expected, just not everywhere. In fact, Republicans have better ch- have chances to flip all the races they need they they would need to win for for House in two blue states alone, Oregon and New York, thanks to a combination of new maps and open seats. To win the House majority, though. However, Republicans need to hold most of their own seats. That requires defending seats Democrats are targeting, including those that became bluer in redistricting. Here are some key races to to keep an eye out on on that could determine whether Republicans win the majority. And assuming they do, the council races that may signal just how how much of the red wave is cruising over Washington. Race ratings come from inside elections with Nathan L. Gonzalez. The list, the list is no, is by no means exhaustive and may be updated as we get closer to election day. The three B districts. There are seats that GOP should be winning easily because they shifted so much towards Republicans in redistricting that they're barely comp- comp- competitive. In some of them, the Democratic incumbent either retired or is running in a different district. Tennessee's 5th district, likely Republican. Tennessee Rep- Representative Jim Cooper, a 16th, a 16th term member or fiscally conservative Blue Dog co- Coalition, decided against running for re-election after, after state Republicans redrew re- his Nashville area district to one that clearly favors the GOP. Previous version had voted for Biden by nearly 24 points, but Trump would have would have won the new version by 11 points. Florida's seventh district likely Republican. Democrats are losing another moderate blue dog member in Representative Stephanie Murphy, a member of the January 6th committee who's not running for re-election. It's harder for Democrats to defend the seat. North of Orlando, without Murphy, a strong incumbent 
is a compelling personal story, story as the first Vietnamese American woman to, ser- to serve in Congress. And it's even harder in a district that, g- that got more Republican with the new version shifting about 15 points towards Trump. Georgia's 6th district, district likely Republican. This suburban Atlanta seat was also redrawn by Republicans to be significantly redder. Summer Representative Lucy McBath opted to take on a fellow Democratic incumbent and won the primary in the neighboring 7th district, leaving the seat open. Trump would have have won the new 6th district by by 15 points. Texas 38th District saw a Republican. The GOP redrew of Texas congressional maps significantly reduced the number of comp- competitive districts. The Republicans have a prime pickup opportunity with new Houston area seat that Trump would have won. Trump would have won by 18 points. Republican Wesley Hunt, a GOP favorite GOP recruit. Who lost a bid for a different seat to Democratic Repub- Representative Lizzie Fletcher in 2020. It's, fa- it's heavily fa- flavored, favored in the new district. Hunt's victory could increase the number of black Republicans in the House. For nearly surrendered districts, these are the kind of districts that either shifted away from Democrats and redistricting, or that they just don't have enough money to defend. Perhaps because they're open seats or because outside groups need the money elsewhere. This list isn't exhaustive, but Republicans should be able to pick up some of the seats. And if they're not, then they may not be in for as good as they, as they might as they hoped. Arizona's 2nd District, Lean Republican. The Republicans feel good about this largely rural district in northeastern Arizona. Because it got much tougher for 30 term representative Tom O'Halloran, Trump would have won it by 8 points, while Biden won O'Halloran's Senate current seat by about 2 points. The Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee made, made a late investment in the race earlier this month. Wisconsin's 3rd District lean Republican. This is an open seat that Republicans are favored to pick up. Democratic Representative Ron Kind, who won re-election in 2020, or Trumper's Cambridge District about, by about five points, making Kind one of the near relatively few House lawmakers to represent district, won by the presidential nominee of the opposing party. They already made for seat of a, GOP, a top GOP target, but then kind of announced last summer that he wasn't running for re-election. A Republican Derek Van Orden, whom kind narrowly defeated, narrowly defeated in 2020, is running again. Van Orden, Van Orden attended the Stop the Steal rally in Washington D.C. on January 6, 2021, but said he never entered the Capitol. And then in Texas' 15th district, Lean Republican, this is one of three Rio Grande Valley districts at play this year that would test whether Republicans can, deep, can deepen their inroads 
of Hispanic voters in South Texas. It's an open seat, op- it's an open seat because Democratic Rep. Vincent Gonzalez is running for a different, more favorable seat after redistricting made the 15th district more competitive for Republicans. And na- National Democrats have already directed spending to other races, suggesting Republican Monica de la Cruz whom Nick Gonzalez nearly defeated in t- 2020 as edge against progressive Democrat Michelle Bellagio and Wee John's seat that Trump would have carried by 30 points. Michigan's, then we have Michigan's 10th district, which leans Republican. Michigan lost a seat in reportionment. Representative Andy Lieberman's decision to unsuccessfully take on a fellow Democrat incumbent in a neighboring seat left Democrats without an incumbent running in the 10th district in suburban Detroit. Uh, Trump Trump would have won the new, new 10th district, which is rooted in Macomb County by just one point. Republican John James, who lost two recent bids for U.S. Senate in Wolverine State. So strong fundraiser and well positioned to win this race. The better than last time battlegrounds. These are the battlegrounds districts that voted nearly for Trump or Biden and are expected to see close races. But these races may be more favorable to Republicans because of how they were redrawn or because of the specific candidate matchups. Democrats flipped many of these seats in 2018 blue wave, making the district na- district's natural GOP targets in, in a more favorable national environment. Again, this list, list, list isn't exhaustive, but these are, these are kinds of districts Republicans should be winning if they're having a decently good night. Iowa's third district toss up. This Des Moines area seat shifted in ever so, light, so slightly towards Trump and redistricting. It typifies a middle of road district with a tension between Democratic messaging, messaging on abortion and Republican messaging on inflation is at head. Democratic Rep- Representative Cindy Asney is running for a third term against Republican State Senator Zach Nunn. An Air Force veteran. None is one but rare Republicans to mention abortion on the airwaves, trying to flip the Democrats' narrative about whose position is straight. Virginia's 2nd District, Tossa. This is another suburban seat Democrats flipped in 2018. Two years later, Democrat Representative Elaine Luyer won a rematch against former Rep- GOP Representative Scott Taylor. But this time, she has a new opponent in Jen Higgins, a fellow Navy veteran who cuts a remarkably similar profile in this military-heavy district anchored in Virginia Beach. This district, this, the district got heavy, got slightly better for Republicans in redistricting. New Jersey's seventh district tilt Republican, another member of the class of 2018, Democratic Rep. Tom Malonsky. It's among a more challenging terrain that now includes more of a rural northwestern part of the state, 
In addition to well-educated and affluent New York City suburbs that helped him flip for seat in the Trump era. The district is also home to Trump's Ben Minister Golf Club. A new district in New Jersey, New Jersey's seventh district, would all would have backed Biden by four points, a drop from his ten point victory margin under the previous lines. Malonsky faces a rematch with former state Senator Tom Kane Jr., whom he barely beat in 2020. His father was a popular governor. Then Pennsylvania's 7th District, another House, House rematch got tougher for Democrats when this Eastern Pennsylvania District shifted from one point that had backed Biden by four, five points to one that would have backed him by half a point. Democrat Representative Susan Warren, another incumbent first elected in 2018, is up against Rep- Republican Lisa Scheller, whom she nearly defeated in 2020. And then there are the Knives Edge Battlegrounds, as this article says. These are the Democratic held seats, many of them in suburban, suburban areas that could go either way. But Republicans are winning these kinds of seats, not all of which are listed here. They'll be having a good, very good night. I'm just going to the two of them. So in Washington's 8th district, to us up, Democratic Rep. Kim Shire, the third only female physician in the House, is running for a third term against Republican Mark, Matt Larkin. The redistricting, redrawn district, in, which includes areas outside, just outside Seattle and Tacoma, would have voted for Biden by seven points. A sign of Democrats' defensive posture on crime and policing, policing this year, Charlie has been trying to stress her independence and tout her ties to law enforcement and paid advertisement. Painting her opponent as dangerous for his views on abortion. Larkin, Larkin has, on the other side, has argued that the opponent can be trusted to keep her safe and that she votes Biden in House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. And then in Colorado's 8th district, a toss-up, Colorado out of a seat north of Denver, which Biden could would have won by less than 5 points following the reapportionment of after the 2020 census. Democratic groups spent a relatively small amount trying to elevate a more conservative Republican primary. State Senator Barbara Kirkmeyer emerged as a nominee against Democratic State Representative Yodor Yodara Kardaravia, I don't know how to say it, a pediatrician. Both sides are attacking each other on the over records in the state legislature. This race will be a test of a peer of Republicans and the suburbs and among some Hispanic voters. In whichever way this new seat goes, it's a chance to elect another woman to the House. And then the tougher backgrounds in the House of Representatives in the US. They are among some of, these are among, among some of the strongest battle-tested battle Democratic incumbents, many with significant resources. Republicans are winning these seats for having a very good night. So, Maine Second District, Tilt Democrat. Republican Jared Gordon won a few Dem- represent, oh, Representative Jared Gordon, one of few Democrats to represent District Trump carried twice. It's about to see whether a Democrat's own brand can buck the national environment. A Marine veteran first elected in 2018, 
Gohan has failed against many against many many of his parties priorities in Washington DC, with the recent healthcare, climate, and tax package being a notable exception. But it's up against a known commodity and strong friends and former and former GOP representative Bruce Poloquin, whose twenty eighteen defeat eliminated the last Republican House from New England. But as at four race four years ago ranked choice that it makes the race difficult to predict. And then there's one in Alaska's at-large district, which I think... Oh, okay, so Alaska range choice voting will also likely be in play at Alaska's large at-large district, which had been GOP hands for nearly 50 years before, before Dem- Democrats flipped in a special election this summer with a focus on abortion rights. Democratic Representative Mary Patola became the first Alaska native in Congress, but she faced former Governor Sarah Palin, among others, again in November. CGA Presidential Lisa Murkowski, who's up for re-election this year, said she plans to rank, rank Patola first on the ballot. There's never, there's, uh, never Pennsylvania's 8th District is a toss-up. Virginia's 7th district is totally Democratic. Michigan's. Michigan's 7th district totes Democratic too. Michigan's 8th district is leans Democratic. Michigan's 2nd district is, uh, is a toss up. But New Hampshire's 1st district totes Democratic. Democratic, Texas 28th District leans Democratic, so does New York 7th District. Says we bracing for a GP landslide. These are the kind of seats where Republican victories would suggest they have they're having a good night and building a very significant majority in the House. Indiana's 1st District, Rhode Island's 2nd District, which totes Democratic, and Connecticut's 5th District, which also means some credit. California's 47th district and 49th districts, which both lean Democratic, and Oregon's uh Oregon's fourth district. So, I mean Republicans on defense. It's not all offensive deal targets for the House GOP. They also need to, need to defend their own seats. And each one they lose is one they have to gain elsewhere to advance towards the majority. These are just a, sa- a few examples of the districts they're defending. Ohio's first district, a toss-up. Democrats have targeted Republican Steve Chabot for years. This year, the district lines are much more favorable for them. Biden would have carried the redrawn version of the Cincinnati area district by nine points whereas Trump nearly carried this previous version. Democrats are attacking Chabot for his, over his, his, his opposition to abortion rights, while the congressman is leaning into economic messaging about inflation, arguing that voters can't afford his Democratic opponent, Greg Lansman. Republicans have also tried to tie Lansman, a member of Cincinnati City Council, to a movement to defund the police. 
Lanceman has his own ad with uniformed officers to speed him at it. And then California's second, second 22nd district, a toss up. California's 27th district, tilt Republican. Nebraska's 2nd district, a toss up. And Texas' 34th district, tilt Democratic. Tilt, which means it could go either way, but it tilts one way right now. Michigan's 3rd district, lean Democratic. I'll just say this for Michigan's third district. It says here Republican chances here go steeper for two reasons. One, the district became more democratic and redistricted. And two, GP Representative Peter Meyer, who voted for Trump's impeachment, lost his primary after Democrats murdered in the race. That strategy could backfire. Though, if Republican John, nominee John Gibbs in election denial pulls off a win. So there's a, a lengthy and good article to t- how to tell if a GP is heading for a landslide in the house. What time do polls close in your state for the 2022 election? More than one. More than one. By C- this is archived by CBS News. More than 122 million Americans voted in the 2018 midterm elections, the highest number of voters for non-presidential years since 1978, according to Pew Research Center. This year, early voting has already started in several states. In Georgia, the Secretary of State's office said, said recently that a record-breaking 79,682 people voted on on a recent, on a, on, on a certain October Sunday, Saturday, the sixth day of early voting in that state. The office said this number represents a 159% increase from day six of early voting in the 2018 elections, and shattered the turnout record of day six of early voting in the 2020 presidential election by 20%. Early voting were by state. To learn more about whether you can vote early and how to do it, go to vote.org. For your voting on election day, poll, close, poll closing times vary by state. If you, if you are waiting in line when polls close, stay in line because you still have the right to vote. Below is a, close, below is a, below is a cl- list of poll closing times in each state on November 20th, November 8th, 2022. So seven. So election day, on which is November eighth, two thousand twenty-two, at seven p.m. that night, Georgia, Indiana, which apparently some portion Indiana closed at six p.m. And the same goes for Kentucky, South Carolina, Vermont, and Virginia. And then seven thirty, there's gonna be North. The polls will end. Reports will close at. North Carolina, Ohio, West Virginia, and then at 8 p.m. it's a whole bunch. 8 p.m. it's La- Alabama, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, which it says CBS says also some polls might close at 7 p.m. in Florida. So pay attention to that if you live in Florida. Illinois, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, 
Mississippi, Missouri, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Tennessee, Washington, D.C. all vote at 8 p.m. 8.30, only state that polls close at 8.30 on election, day, election night, election day, is Arkansas. 9 p.m., it's, with a few exceptions of polls closing early, is 9 p.m. on election night would be Arizona, Colorado, Louisiana, Kansas, and Michigan. It says some polls close at, close at 8 p.m. Minnesota, Nebraska, and Mexico, New York, South Dakota, North Dakota, and Texas, some polls close, also close at 8 p.m. Wisconsin, Wyoming, all close with election polls at 9 p.m. 10 p.m. On, on November 8th, 2022, election night, election day slash night, Iowa, Montana, Nevada, Utah, all close their polls at 10 p.m. And, and then 10 p.m., 10, uh, not 10 p.m., I just 10 p.m., 11 p.m. Eastern Time, California, Idaho, Oregon and Washington, with Idaho and Oregon saying we're gonna ask for some polls that close at 10 p.m. Eastern time, and then on and going into on into early morning, 12 a.m. Hawaii, and at 1 a.m. Eastern time for next more November November 9th, also Alaska at 1 a.m. So actually, to give you an idea of when summer polls might close, because it's important to know when. You, you're able to vote more times for your polls closed so you know what is the proper time to go in and vote. Because there might be a lot of people and candidates and issues on the ballot this year. And it's important. There's governorships or gubernatorial races. There's Senate races going on. House, all the seats, all the 435 seats in the House are up. And there might be some st- governor. Uh, also might be some statewide, statewide uh, House representative in the state legislature and the Senate in, in the in your local statewide Senate uh, seats or re-election probably. And there's a lot of, of good, pl- there's going to be a lot of good electoral uh, le- Races to even in your home state and in Congress that need a need to be voted on this year. That's why I think everyone that listens to this podcast or even just any other podcast needs to pay attention to this year and go out and vote. Vote early, vote on election day, vote whenever you feel like it, just as long as you vote and do not get intimidated by anyone on election when you go and vote. You need to remember that also. Because voting is essential to our American democracy as we know it. If we don't have a representative democracy, democracy, then how are we going to be able to represent, have representation without taxation as the founders of a country wanted it to be? So, I just think it's essential that you get a preview today, today's episode is a preview of, 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 Election Day t- 2022, and we may not have the winners of this, of every race in the U.S. 
whether it's a statewide, local, off race, election race, or a Cong- U.S. House race, U.S. House Representatives race, House, House seat race, or even a Senate race may not, may not be decided on election night. But it's, it's election night is about trying to find out who we can find out will win or lose their seats or who will win a race on election night, like for Senate seats or the House Representative seats or even gubernatorial races for governor, like Ohio, I think in Arizona, I think California, Georgia, Florida, and some other races. Like, uh, Oregon too, seven one. What Republican, a Republican state legislature is running to become Oregon's first Republican government in nearly forty years, which is crazy to think about. But anyway, so we may not do not expect to hear all to find out who will win control of U.S. Congress or even your local contested election. Or local statewide officers, officials, elected officials, races right away. It could be the next day, it could be November 9th, it could be November 10th, it could be the next week. So just ha- be there, be aware of that too. So thank you for listening to this Plurker podcast, American Plurker podcast, American Plurker paradise podcast. That's what I meant. I truly hope you learned something about United States politics and about politics in general while listening to this to this episode of this American Political Paradise podcast. If you feel this podcast is worthy of a five-star review, then feel free to leave a five review a review on Apple Podcasts or even Spotify. Again, thanks for listening and I hope you have a great day.